You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Hi, good afternoon, everyone, or good evening, everyone. Thank you very much, Sharon. God bless you. Um, good evening, Nell. Thanks, everyone, who's, uh, who's gone up before me. I think that's Sharon, Pastor Biodun. Um, I think it was Toyin earlier also. Um, and Femi, I think, led worship. Hey, good to see everyone. Um, hope we're keeping well. I sense that we're closer to um, to the end of this thing, you know, than we were the last time. So trusting God, praying uh, that he will keep us safe and he will bring us all together uh, and into the very places that he wants us to be, okay? And just praying that everyone is safe. It's good to see um, a couple of people I haven't heard from in a long time on the call. Uh, God bless you. God bless you all. All right. So tonight, I just want to share something I will pray as our, our, our partners. Uh, uh, Damia Delaware, you should call your pastor. Let's just mention that. Let's put that out there. You should call your pastor. All right. So, but next week. I love you, Pastor. Love you too. Okay. That's how this thing works. Okay. Love you too. All right. Um, Next week, I, by God's grace, we'll talk about how to deal with difficult people. Um, and you probably, all of us know one difficult person or the other, or we are the difficult person. So, you know, for Lucia, you know, Samuel, uh, BWS. But, you know, and, and I believe that part of what God is calling us to do as he prepares us for the coming seasons is that he's preparing Christians who are not afraid of difficulty. He's preparing Christians who understand how to use adversity uh, to create purpose. So James will say, count it all joy when you face difficulties. He says, because there is joy there. There is their character. There is stuff to be produced out of that. All right. So next week, how to deal with difficult people. And that includes me. I know I can be difficult sometimes, all right? You can try and text me and I don't respond. You call me. Don't worry. Next week, we'll sort all that out. This week, by the grace of God, I want us to talk about how to prevail with prayers. Last week, we spoke about the fact that God will often lead the church into a place to fight, all right? And how that uh, the name Israel, all right, is actually birthed on a night when Jacob wrestles with God. So very simply, we're talking tonight about prayer. And I believe strongly that God wants to use prayer. He wants to use our prayers to a place, to bring us to a place where we prevail unusually. Our prayer and our study lives are at the very core of our walk with God. As I prepare for this tonight, I did feel it was as if the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Idris, you have to say this the way it is. And I'll tell you what, what the impression I have is that some of us have stopped praying altogether. Right? And God is asking for us who have stopped praying. He's saying that we should go back to our prayer altars immediately. And this is the impression. So he, he last during the week, he had taken me to Daniel chapter 6, when Daniel is put in a lion's den. You read Daniel 6, 20 to 23. The Bible says when he came, this is after the night, when the king came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? 
Then Daniel said to the king, O God, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. So they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And yes, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. And now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was brought out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. And God took me to this scripture. And it was interesting because he, he was saying to me, look how that some of us read this scripture and we think, oh, this is just God being dramatic with Daniel. But it says when you look at Daniel's life, he prevails even in the lion's den because Daniel spends time praying. And so God was saying, for some of us, he says, look, you've been giving God a silent treatment because you can no longer go and do your manicure, your dresses that you bought to slay in Q1 and Q2 uh, 2020 have been laying there. You've even now put on more weight and those dresses don't fit and, and you've stopped talking to God. God has interrupted the plan. You had a visa, your first visa to go to London, six months, now it has expired, right? And, and God is saying, look, this lack of prayer is interrupting my purpose in your life. And he says to me, he was saying to me during the week, how when we think of Daniel, we must understand that Daniel had prayed certain things in his future so that when Daniel ends up in the lion's den, that is not when he's praying the prayer that takes him out of there, all right? He's saying how that our prayer lives cannot be on lockdown, all right? Uh, Daniel prayed so much that it became his trademark. That is how, in fact, he was sent to prison because he was praying, all right? And it was almost as if God is saying to us in this season, would you let prayer and the things I can do in and through prayer become your trademark, all right. So, for example, if I if I mention something, someone comes to mind. All right. If I say uh, the single guy with dreadlocks at life point, one guy comes to mind. If I say the smiley usher, one lady comes to mind. The worship leader with new who invests a lot in sneakers, you know, one guy comes to mind. The lady who is always smiling, the, the handsome chap with the G wagon and red leather seats, one guy comes to mind. And you know, tonight I'm saying is prayer a way that you and I can be described because prayer prepares us for tests. Prayer prepares us for tests. Tonight, it's important I say to someone in this season that your prayers, our prayers are meant to go before us, are meant to go ahead of us. And I sense that as God is you know, retuning us as Christians in this, this season. One of the things he's saying to us, he's saying, guys, life point, would you begin to pray for things beyond now and your needs, right? To put it simply, would you pray for the future? Would you take ownership of seasons? I hear in my heart, all right? Um, in fact, there was a phrase called emergency prayers. And those are prayers that are only people who would only pray when there is a crisis, or would only pray for things directly in front of us. It's interesting that in this season, look, guys, if you've not prayed in this season, even when success comes, you won't pray, all right? Um, and God just kept on reminding me about the creative facility that our prayer is, about the fact that our prayer is a platform for the exercise of the authority that we have with him.
All right, so tonight, that is it. I'm charging someone. Who's that person on this call? Who's that person listening to me tonight who's left the place of prayer? In fact, as I, as I speak later tonight, not a very long message, but as I speak later tonight, one of the things I'm going to say very firmly is that I believe that a huge part of the purpose of God concerning a Christian is rooted in the place of prayer. I repeat that. A huge part of your purpose as a Christian is rooted in your prayer walk. And I, I just sense God begins saying, he's saying to me, look, guys, would you, would you come back to prayer? Would you come to the place where you prevail with prayer? That we're not, prayer was not just meant to be a conversation. It was meant to be a place where stuff happens, all right? And so for me, for example, there are things which I've talked about, I've sensed that are going to happen in my life, and I just realized, men, I've got to sit down and pray about it. I've talked before how I'm going to be the pastor to the president, and I just realized, my goodness, I might as well spend a couple of hours or days or a season just praying about it so that when I get there, I know what to say. I am not, I don't speak of my own. I've started, maybe I start praying for my grandchildren, no pressure on my kids. You know, maybe I start praying for all the things, the hospital that God talked about, all the beautiful and awesome things. Maybe I should stop praying for just a now. So three big things, and, and I'll wrap, we'll, we'll, we'll pray tonight. All right? Um, and this is, you know, it's interesting when you're teaching prayer to people who pray, people like Dolakbo, Beju, Raw, Lichinator, like all prayer. But, but just listen, just follow me, you know. Uh, Felicia, I know you thought I would mention your name, but no, you're not, not yet, okay? All right, so three things that I believe God will have us life point. Um, keep in mind today. One, how to prevail in prayer. Praying in the Holy Spirit. All this year, uh, I have had a firm, renewed conviction about the power of speaking in tongues, about the power of praying in the Holy Spirit. I believe that God wants us to pray in tongues more than ever before. I believe that those who would go beyond the prayer that is just a conversation, uh, the prayer that is just, you know, there's sometimes when you have not prayed in a day, when you start to feel guilty because you believe that we must pray every day, otherwise God will be offended, all right? But that prayer, not just the one where you just, not the religious one, the prayer that creates, the prayer that creates momentum, that shifts things. I believe those people who want to get into that place must pray in the Holy Spirit. So, so speaking in tongues, Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I pray in tongues more than you all. Uh, a couple of reasons why for me, praying the Holy Ghost, uh, praying in tongues is critical. One, it allows us to pray in advance and beyond our understanding. So I believe, life point that God is calling all of us, every single one of us, to a place where we are praying for things that are beyond our... ...does not speak to men, but to God. The Bible says we speak mysteries. So we pray in advance. There are people who need to pray. I mean, I was preparing for this, and it was almost as if God was saying, guys, you cannot be praying for just things about three months, two months. You know, they would teach us in agriculture. I don't know if they did that thing. When they said there was something called subsistence famine, where you were just, you know, just trying to get by, just stuff for you to eat. And then they would talk about other forms of agriculture, where it was bigger, it was richer, it was 
overflowing. It was multiplied. And I believe that God is calling us as a church and as individuals to that place where we are praying fruitfully and in multiplied manner. So praying the Holy Spirit helps us to pray in advance and beyond an understanding. We receive strength for our inner man right, when we pray in the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about prevailing in prayer, right? The Bible is saying Jude chapter 20, verse 20, it's just one, 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 one chapter there. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It would say in 1 Corinthians 14.4 that he who prays in a tongue. He says he edifies himself. He edif- so there's a building up of your, of your spirit, man. There's a way we allow the Holy Spirit walk on us when we pray. And, and, and I know this for my own life, that praying in the Holy Spirit aids intercession and praying for others. All right, Romans 8, 26 to 27 says, likewise, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities, for we do not know what to pray for as we are. But the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I mean, and lastly, when it comes to praying the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, one of the things I've said to us in church before is that I deeply believe that praying in tongues helps us to reverse the effects of words wrongly spoken. Praying in tongues helps us to reverse evil pronouncements. Praying in tongues is like a, a divine autocorrect. You know, sometimes you're trying to spell a word as a long word and your computer is literally struggling with you and saying, no, that is not how to spell it. And praying in the Holy Ghost helps us to do that. And, and so God is calling someone. And tonight, uh, one thing that I would count as a success in terms of my bringing this message to us, life point, is will someone go and pray? That person who has given God the silent treatment, that person who is on strike, that person who has relegated their prayer to the background, would you spend some time praying? So praying in the Holy Ghost is one way to prevail in prayer. The second one, which for me is it's really big, is praying in the name of Jesus. John 14, 13 to 14 says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14 says, if you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. And this is interesting because from a little boy, from little children, we were taught how to start every prayer in the name of Jesus and end in the name of Jesus. But I want to say to us that you can say a prayer in the name of Jesus, adding the prefix and the suffix at the end, but yet not pray in the name of Jesus. What do I mean? Because when I say, tell them I sent you, right? I am, I, I'm telling you, go there as if I am the one who is coming, all right? Uh, because some of us are still praying in the names of our fathers. Uh, some of us are still praying in the names of our mistakes. Some of us are still praying on the basis of our errors and our weaknesses. But Jesus says, you will pray in my name. And that is the name. It is the signature that is recognized and accepted in heaven. When you show up in the days of checks, when you show up, they will tell you sometimes, this signature doesn't look like the one we have on file. And that is it, guys. The name, the signature on file in heaven is that of Jesus. So when you show up and say, hey, I'm BWS, I'm the deputy resident pastor of the church called Life Went Very Funky Church, we wear jeans to church, the angels, they're looking at you in heaven and like, 
what is she saying? Why is she talking like this? Why is, you know, and stuff like that. And why is she, you know, you know so energetic? But, but when you say, I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am here because God loved me enough to give his son in my place that I may stand boldly and with confidence before the throne of grace to accept, assess mercy, find grace to help in the times of need, all heaven opens up for us. We must pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must go to God in prayer as if it is Jesus who is praying. We must say to him, look, this is what Jesus will say in the now. Sorry, that's my bell. You know, and and say, you know, there's there's a first son in the story of the prodigal son. There's a gentleman who in Luke chapter 12 and 29 is in the house, but he does not ask the father for anything. And I feel that it's too many of us in church today who are just doing enough to get by. I don't drink alcohol. I don't club too much except in December. I don't do this. I don't do that. I, I, you know, and we're just doing enough. We're, we're in good form. But, but when it comes to making a demand on our inheritance, prevailing with prayer, nothing is happening. Some of us are still praying in the name of our pastors, praying in the name of our fathers. But one of the ways we prevail in prayer is praying in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer is one of the greatest expressions of our faith in Jesus Christ. Prayer is one of the biggest expressions of our faith in Jesus Christ. I believe that God wants us to pray bold, audacious prayers. I believe God wants us to pray bold, audacious prayers that we'll pray with because of and in the place of Jesus. So I'm asking us today, I'm asking you Dolakwa, I'm asking you Akindele, I'm asking you Bumi, what unbelievable thing are you praying to God for now in this season? What amazing thing, what Jesus thing are you praying to God for in this season, Chinea? What are we praying to God for? That if people had the conversation between you and God, they would think that there was something wrong. What are you praying to God for? That people would ask you, on what basis are you praying this prayer? I love John James chapter 5 and verse 16 to 18. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Elijah prayed for something that was unbelievable. He prayed for a huge thing. And as I prepared for this, you know, I began to write in my notes about a lack of ambition in prayer, a lack of jurisdiction in prayer. You know, it's like sometimes if you use the cable stations, the DSTV in Lagos, uh, if you've not paid your subscription, you do not, sometimes you don't put it on because you kind of know there's nothing there. But Jesus is our ambition in prayer. Jesus is our jurisdiction in prayer. Jesus is our subscription in prayer. So those who will pray what we we'll call prevailing prayers are those who would constantly, every time they stand before God in the place of prayer, say we are doing this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when Oyinda stands before God tomorrow morning, she says, I am here, Oyinda, I don't know the full name, Oyinda, Mola, or, you know, XYZ, Cynthia, 
Miriam, I don't know your full name, and say, but I'm here in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like to speak to my Father in heaven. And then she begins to speak. You know, there are some things, there are some friends who you ask for small things. And I'm not calling out anybody, but there's some friends that the day you're looking for a million naira, you don't call, right? It's, it's like you, there's some things you don't, some things don't mix. Arsenal, the Champions League, you know, there's some things that don't mix like that. But would we, as we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, begin to ask God for things that God wants to do, things that God can do? Righteousness matters. Jesus is our righteousness. And, and, and I just sense that in this season, he's saying, would you pray in the Holy Spirit? Would you pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? And then lastly, for those who would pray prevailing prayers, that would you pray with divine outcomes in mind? Would you pray with divine outcomes in mind? That, that a lot of us want to be involved, if, if the truth be told, a lot of us want to be involved in things that are bigger than us. We want to solve problems. We want to help others. We want to change our country. If we can, we want to be part of the Avengers. We want, to, we want our lives to count. We want our days to be intentional. And the Holy Spirit is saying, would you put on your prayer cloak? You know, because prayer is bigger than private equity. Prayer is bigger than social justice. It's bigger than social enterprise. Prayer is the very fuel of justice. It's the power for changing nations and for changing kings. Problems can be solved in the place of prayer. So when Jesus talks to us in Matthew chapter 6 about how to pray, he says, don't just pray about your needs. God knows you need things. He says, but would you begin to pray about bigger agendas? I was praying, no, I, I, look here, guys, I've been, I've been as I speak, you know, preparing for this, I, I began to, and this has been on my heart for years, that people who would take states of Nigeria and say, this state, Sokoto state, belongs to me in the place of prayer, that the very counsel of God concerning this state will be established by the prayer that, that Shubomi will pray, by the prayer that Peju will pray, Cross River State, you know, will be, will be God. And for some of those of us who like to think international, maybe yours is Paris, Maybe for someone on the call, yours is Agbo, where my wife uh, uh, comes from. Uh, and Akko comes from there too. Very nice. It's red sand. Maybe for someone, it's an industry. But that your agenda in prayer will be more than a boyfriend, red shoes, and new hair. Because there is something about praying with divine outcomes in mind that gives you prayer points for more time than you have. Paul will say, pray for the church, pray for the work of the gospel. Moses will intercede for a whole nation. God is asking us today, life point, what can I leave in your hands in the place of prayer? It says, so somebody says, your prayers are too small. It says, your prayers are actually a bit disrespectful. It says, because those things that you bring to me are things you can ask your uncles for. But we would stretch the content, we would stretch the objective and the focus of our prayers. As, as I wrap up so we can pray tonight, you know, praying the Holy Ghost, praying in the name of Jesus, praying with divine outcomes in mind. What does Jesus say? He says, look, he says, pray that God's kingdom will come, but his will be done on the earth. I, I believe, you know, and this has been ringing on my head, that as Christians, our purpose is not far away from us. If you listen to enough motivational speakers, you will believe that your purpose, your purpose as a, as a person or as a Christian, is far, is very far. It's in the future. It's in 10 years' time. It's in Japan. It's in some huge thing that you're going to build. But for us as Christians, you know, our purpose, a lot of our purpose is deeply rooted in what we will do in prayer. Because 
and purpose is simply what God will want us to do and that he will be happy that we've done it. I believe strongly that there is, there is prayer that someone needs to pray. There is, there is a fight over your life. Yeah, that's it. But that the answer is in prayer. I believe so, 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 so strongly. For someone, there's just a lot of vacancy. There's just a lot of vacancy. And so to put this together, too many of us, too many Christians, and this includes me at different times, in different, different, different forms, have left our prayer places and we're trying to operate out of different places. We're trying to operate out of our minds. Our minds are important, but there is an order. In 1997 or 1998, and don't judge me, I'm not that old, uh, I read a book by a gentleman called Kenneth Hagin. The book was called The Art of Prayer. I think it was either called The Art of Intercession or became The Art of Prayer. I think so. Or became Art of Prayer became Art of Intercession. And when I finished reading that book, I was enveloped with such a, an anointing for prayer. I remember this so clearly. I was... I was, it was a deep-seated desire to pray. It was as if he laid hands on me himself. And it changed my capacity to pray because, you know, it was things about, like I've spoken about today, praying in the Holy Ghost. It was things about praying in the name of Jesus, not just adding Jesus' name to prayer, but standing in, in boldness and confidence. Reading that in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, yesterday night, where he says we have boldness and confidence, right, to stand before God in the name of Jesus, to ask for things that are bigger than anything we can see around us, and not just material things, to ask for the salvation of souls, to ask for healing, to ask for, he calls us the riches of darkness. And I believe that is in those things, and I remember reading that book and those things hit me left, right, and center. And like I said, it was as if he laid hands on me and things changed. And I am still praying. I am still learning about prayer. Last year, I had a vision church about us taking prayer all over Nigeria. I had a vision about us getting on planes, buying tickets for people and saying, fly all the way from Lagos to to Kano, and as you go, just pray these prayers and declare over the land. I had that vision about us people taking prayer walks all across the city of Lagos, all across the cities of, of, this, of, this, of this nation, and just praying and declaring. I had that vision about people driving to work and dedicating that drive to prayer, about sending prayer points and confessions all across Nigeria, raising altars. And that prayer and that vision is for an appointed time. That, that, that there's a, a division of territories. I, I was preparing for this tonight, and we will pray now. Preparing for this, and, I, and, and God was saying to me, I felt strong, God was saying to me, how that the, the things, the difficulties that arise after you have prayed have already been sorted out. And so when Daniel shows up or ends up in, uh, in the lion's den after he has been praying, he's not too worried. He says, he says, the one, the God who I serve. So even the king knew that there was a possibility that something will happen. And so for a praying man, when seasons change, you are not too worried. You can be uncomfortable, but you are not too worried because there is something about the God who you've been praying with. Tonight, 
um, as we as we approach God. I, I just want to encourage that person who stopped praying. Start praying again. I just want to encourage that person who has devalued, we'll talk about devaluing currents, who has devalued their prayer to something you only do when you wake up and when you sleep. I, I want to encourage that person that heaven is waiting for your prayers. I love that scripture in James chapter three and, I, and I, James chapter five, and I think I'll just read it and, and pray. Okay, I'll just read it again. I read it earlier. It says in James chapter five, it says that um, it says confess your faults one to another. Um, uh, to, 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 yeah, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That righteous man there, underline it, that is a man who prays in the name of Jesus. Because when, when Jesus takes our place, we become righteous. All right? It is then in the, the, the fervency of the prayer. It, you know, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Elijah was a man like you, Akindele. He was a man like you, Martin. He was a man like you, Femi. He was a man like you, Nifemi, a man like you, Ogotchuku, a man like you, Sharon. And the Bible says he prayed endlessly that it would not rain. And I'm so excited about this because I realize we'll be praying such little prayers because we do not really believe that God hears and God answers. So I'm asking someone, write a prayer down, write five prayer points that are bigger than your journal, that are bigger than anything. Let the Holy Spirit prompt you to something. Let him show you the ark that needs to be built. Let him show you why he birthed you in Lagos in this season. Let him show you why he called you. For someone you've been saying, I'm looking for my purpose, and your purpose has been looking for you in prayer. The Bible says, and he prayed, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain and the earth produces fruits. Tonight, God, someone's asking, God is saying, can, I, can we go on a seven-year project about something? Hallelujah. But that he and God will be exchanging conversation about a matter for seven years. For someone in Christ's diaries for 20 years, that he would give Timoni something and say, Timoni, I would love you to brood over this for the next 50 years if Christ dies. Yes, purpose, guys, because, you know, Okay, and I'm, I'm talking too much. Let us pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray tonight. Let us pray tonight. Let us pray tonight. I'd like us to pray tonight. Wherever you are, I'd like us to pray tonight. I'd like us to pray tonight. I love us to pray tonight. I'd like us to pray tonight. I'd like us to pray tonight. I'd like us to leave the prayer tonight. I like us to live here tonight. Jesus is our ambition in prayer. He's our jurisdiction in prayer. He's our righteousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 yeah, yeah. Ah
I like us to just pray him in the healing of God all over Nigeria. <laughs> Lord, I don't know who you who it is on the call tonight. God is saying your prayers are not empty. 
your prayers are not empty. They are perhaps the most powerful thing that you have on the earth. Your prayers they are more powerful than the degree you got from habit So tonight, Lord, I thank you for your people. I thank you for everything we have shared on, on the call tonight. I thank you for, for your raise the house of prayer. I thank you for people who would not just sit back and let life beat them. I thank you for uh, people who are conscious of the power you have given us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight, Father, I declare that we are blessed and that your blessing rests strongly upon us. I thank you because we're a people of purpose. That every single day, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour that we spend in the middle of praying, the place of prayer, Lord, it is so purposeful and full of produce. Lord, tonight we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, tonight, I ask for healing for that person who is struggling. I ask, Lord God, your word says there is therefore now no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus, for that person who has been hiding away from the presence of God. Lord, tonight I thank you for healing over our finances, healing over our jobs, healing over our voices, healing over our families, over our relationships. Lord, we give you thanks. We declare everyone who comes to life point, everyone who is named with us, everyone in the Greater Elevation Church, is all blessed in you. Our Father, we thank you because we've prayed in the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. And please pray. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for yourselves. Please pray. I, I, I know this. I know this so much. There's someone, <laughs> you're sitting in the lion's den, but there's a prayer in your heart. Just pray and God bless you. I, I, I'll talk to you next week about how to deal with difficult people. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.